try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. With the Conan Neutral. Good morning, Vietnam, and good morning, each and every one of you. You are listening to none other than Protonic Reversal. We are in the house and in your face, as the kids say. Do the kids say that? I don't think so. Is that so. an antiquated saying? I think it's a completely antiquated saying. I don't think the kids say that. Is there a hashtag in yo face? Probably. We should make that a trending topic. We should. I'm sick of all the sobering news of... Yeah, let's, Indignity let's and in racism and depression. We could also start yelling, Hash- I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it. That's that's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Although I feel like there's a lot of bad radio shows that do that. Yeah, it might be a little passe. Forget I said that. That didn't happen. <laughs> well, especially, I think the where, where that sort of like quote-unquote jumped the shark was with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger co-opting that for the recall election. It was like, really, dude? You, you, come on. You... you yeah, you can't you can't appropriate that. That's not for you. That's Howard Beale. He's he's like was the voice of the common man. Network the movie accurately predicted the rise of Fox News and the, the, the sort of tabloid style advertising based journalism. It's still relevant. So I it's, I showed him that movie. I showed Ryan that movie a couple days ago. And mm. It's like it's one of my favorites. Very pertinent even today, which is great. It is. It's real time drop you here on the other mic here. I'm none other than Conan Neutron. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Protonic Reversal. We do have a guest in the studio today. Would you like to do the honors, Brenna? I've never introduced anybody. I know that's that's why I think we I think we should make this a (laughs) we should make this a first. A christening? christening Are you gonna dump my head in something? Uh, like I could, I could break some champagne over the bow that'd of the really punk rock of, of the radio desk if you want. Yeah, that'd be super that, punk would rock. Would that be good? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a smashing sound to go with that? Not really. <laughs> I can, I can just actually smash something. That'd probably be easier than finding a smashing sound. It'd be quicker. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. It is the internet here. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Here's a. Oh, there's there's six minutes of breaking glass. Six minutes. <laughs> Ouch! Who needs six minutes of breaking glass? That's absurd. 
Maybe some people, it's their white noise, you know, like they need that to go to sleep. Go ahead and make your introduction. I'll just play this as a bed. (laughs) Hey, everybody, wake up! Your windows are being broken. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Get up! All right, so we do have a guest in the studio. You know what I said? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll... Well, last week this is a professional talk. Have you mentioned the guests? You mentioned where they're, where they're, where they're, what what you may or may not know them for. Get it together, Coden. Last week I talked about my special jacket story. I like it. Yes, you did. You mentioned this. This was uh, the show last week. I can't. This is six minutes of this. Please start it off. It's, it's, isn't it happening now? <laughs> yeah, there is. There's more. I know exactly what needs six minutes of glass, though, too, by the way. You guys asked earlier. I don't know what it is. Yo, you guys hear the new six minutes of glass, dude? Oh, it's sick. Uh, okay. Sick, bro. Last week I talked about my jacket, so now I have. <laughs> I can't. I can't. No, dude. It's good. It's good. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is interrupting me. All right. Oh, rude, you glass. You sound breaker. very professional today, Conan. Like Not it. true at all. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so we have Ryan Delahaz, who made my my jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Be a cool try. There he is. Welcome, welcome, Thanks. sir. Thank you for having me. It's the, you know that scene in Die Hard, though? That's six minutes of glass breaking. Remember when they're shooting it and the bad guy's like, shoot the glass. Remember? Like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. They probably needed sound effects yeah, they, for that. Yeah, six what? minutes worth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. It's a six-minute shootout. All breaking, you know, consisting of broken glass. Always. Maybe that's where that clip is from. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. We have it on the computer. Play by play. <laughs> the other one is a lot louder. Right. I, th- I think we just lost some listeners. Probably. Conan Neutron, Foley artist. You know Foley, Foley guys are the sound Yeah, the sound guys. guys. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, come on. Okay. Come on, we got to show you think this is. All right, that's, that's enough breaking glass for now. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play some tunes, and uh, we'll come back with Ryan, and we'll... Uh, be taking calls. We'll be doing all kinds of, of awesome how do, stuff. How do we call? What? What? When? No, when? Uh, well, when we're back from the musical break, just call four one five nine six two seven nine seven nine. This is Valhalla by the Gary. At some point, anyway. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I do love live radio.
Okay, indeed. We will figure it out. That's uh, Granderman with Palaces of Montezuma. Before that, we had the Gary with Valhalla. You are listening to the one, the only, except no substitute, Protonic Reversal, here on Radio Valencia. We have Mr. I'm, I'm hashed. I, what was the hashtag? I already forgot what the hashtag we're trying to make trend was. Treat yourself. Treat, no, that, treat no. yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> in, in your face. In your face. In your face. Hashtag in your face. Okay. We have Brian De La Haas here who's going to make us trend this. He's, he's forcing us. Oh, no. He's, he's forcing us. He's like, you got, like, he was threatening during the break. I'm like, this is getting weird. I barely know you, dude. <laughs> Like, he was jumping up on the table. He was like, you will turn this or I will fight you where you stand, brother. Yo is now. And he just, and he said brother. But, like, kind of like brada, like from brada. Like pigeon. <laughs> exactly. Something along those lines. Oh, we got a caller. 
Caller, you're on the air. Hey, Conan, it's John Houlihan. Hey, John. How are you doing, man? John Houlihan, everybody. Woo! I don't have any of my cheering sound effects going right now, so you're going to have to deal with that. I know the sound man for Rob Zombie. What's that, John? I said the show's coming through loud and clear out of my hat. It's working great. It's fantastic. I'd love to hear from you. John Houlihan is the host of the show Live from Barrage. You can hear Fridays at 5 Pacific and... What is that? Uh, eight, nine, <laughs> Eastern? Eight, <laughs> Eastern. Yeah, eight three. Just, just think of the number three. Isn't it later? Three. Yeah. yeah it's later. It's three, three hours <laughs> later. You know, there's a thing you, you do, John. Sometimes you, uh, you play up things that are actual faults that you have as bigger faults to uh, comedic effect. It, it's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, well, I don't know how funny I'm going to be on the show tomorrow. The world is fucking collapsing uh, Fucking terrible! It's 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 how, like how do you just go into a show and like hey here's a here's the Gary and Grinder man and blah 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 you know I know that like I woke on a flight to St Louis and fucking doing something I, I woke I up I woke up this morning and I was like I can't believe I'm just gonna go in and I'm gonna go do a radio show now when like the the world is falling apart do, right I mean you just go ahead and do it I guess. That's all you can do. Just keep on keeping on. And I'm sitting here playing six minutes of broken glass and <laughs> trying to have a laugh. You know, it's like every other, oh, yeah. You know, and here's, uh, here's the Doobie Brothers with uh, China Growth. Right, exactly. There you go. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, ugh. I don't know. It's I terrible. Just, I, 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 I don't know. I felt like calling it. No, no. And, and it's. Th- I'm going nuts. And I don't mean to bring your show down. It's. It's, but, uh, it's, it's really disturbing shit. It is absolutely disturbing. We're, we're talking about, and I think it's be disingenuous to not mention it because it's such a prevalent. Like, how how could this even happen in this country? This is a, a country based upon, allegedly based upon, uh, you know, freedom and equanimity and the ability to pursue the American dream. And it's this is the exact opposite. It's, it's police state. Like, if we saw this in another country, we'd be like, oh, those poor bastards. And it's happening in this country. It looks exactly like another country. And there's, there's tents rolling down the street and firing on uh, instant protests. It would never happen in a white list because they're black. It, it, I'm it, confused. It makes you absolutely crazy that that everyone in the world is what the fuck is going on here? What is this? How does this happen? Like, it's, you know, even the politicians, the, the black politicians who are supposedly liberals are... Just, they, they just they just stroke the, the, and go with their, uh, their, uh, their talking points and their lines. It's like, it's out of control. It's, it's nonsense. For those that are, are, are not aware of, of course, we're talking about the, the events in uh, Ferguson, Missouri, that has uh, been serious social unrest. Uh, it, it's hard to call it anything other than just blatant racism as these thugs with guns uh, both kill and uh, terrorize American citizens on American soil. What is going on with that buzzer? What did that suddenly happen? No, no, that's it's you, 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 you're speaking truth to power, and I appreciate that. I expect nothing less uh, from from you, my friend. I don't, I don't, I don't. As a as a middle class white man, I don't know what to do, so I called your radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, exactly. Right. What a, good well, have a good show. Uh, coming up, we got some Thin Lizzy coming at you, then some minutes, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, and I don't mean to, I don't, I don't mean to diminish you. Like, you do your show. You have to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do mine. Well, yeah. But, 
But it's definitely, it, it's an issue. It's, it's a very real thing. And I appreciate you bringing it up because I was trying to think of an elegant way to bring up the fact that we have sort of this uh, fascist <laughs> kind of crazed event happening on our soil to our citizens. And there's no real elegant way to bring that up. Right. So, All right. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate the segue. Uh, take it easy, man. Fuck, fuck cops. Peace. <laughs> John Hulahan here to say fuck cops. What an excellent professional segue that was. So, have you guys? You're aware of this? Uh, no. Of this? You're not aware of this, really? Okay. So, in short, uh, we're on the fifth night of this unrest in um, uh, St. Louis. It's a it's a suburb. It's a predominantly. Uh, african-american black are you hearing this buzz too am i the only one that's okay because like suddenly it happened like something moved and like there's like buzzing going and it's it's gonna make me mental if i have to hear it for like one more second (laughs) some show let me tell you the world is falling the world is falling apart and not just on this radio show uh Okay, you know what? Here we're, we're, we're gonna. I, I, I gotta fix this buzz. I, I get this buzz to me. Like I'd rather hear the breaking glass than hear this buzz. You know what I mean? Like it's like I, I like I'm sitting here like listening to this buzz. What's the I'd rather I'd rather hear this. This is soothing. Of course, there's no, that is soothing to me. So there's something on one of these channels. I, we're, we're gonna sort it out. Uh, we'll, we'll be right back after this song. Oh, God, terrible.
Well, we're back. That is Generalissimo with Chemtrails. Uh, before that, we had... Hold on, we had before that. We had Fugazi, Reclamation. Before that, we had Risk Reward in the Sea featuring our, our caller, Mr. John, Mr. John Houlihan of Live from the Barrage fam as well. And before that, we had Body Futures uh, with... Uh, that's a... What the hell is it called? That's, that's a big smile... Something along those lines. It, it's it's parentheses. That's a big smile uh, for someone to blah 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 for someone about to drown. For someone about to drown is what it is. <laughs> <sighs> that's a big smile for someone about to drown. Bye, body futures. Uh, we're here. We are here. There's a lot going on right now. Protonic reversal on Radio Valencia. We're we're rewiring the studio. As we speak, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a great place to be. It's a one it's a wonderful thing. Protonic reversal. You sound very professional today, Conan. I lies, like all lies. There's well, nothing professional about today's show at all. I would like to go back to where we were without you know the strange buzzing, but the information you were relaying to Ryan and I about what's happening in Missouri right now, because. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming this just kind of occurred overnight. No, it's been going. It's actually been going for a few days. Well, at, at I this point, I did read something about an escalation that happened a couple days ago, but it sounds like it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Yes. So somebody was shot that presumably again well, was innocent. <laughs> again, some someone was shot because a white person got scared. Basically, is, is is a good way to put it. Do you need me to move this? Yeah, I I just I was looking it up online. <laughs> I to bring something up that I noticed via postings on the internet recently. <laughs> Very recently, actually. Go ahead. I love how many clips of my voice exist. It's great. Um, I, so I have it here now online. I just I don't know all the details, and I'm very curious now. So I mean, somebody shot a teenager, which mm-hmm. occasionally happens. That's sad. <laughs> It occasionally happens. Yes, it's it does occasionally happen. It seems to happen much more uh, much more than occasionally when it is a person of color, of course. So now the hacker group Anonymous, who also brought down Sony and has done other things, has found out the anonymous information. That's ironic. Hmm. About the the police officer who shot. And they're and they're this posting teenager. that up, yeah, as well. And so that that's really recent. That's like this morning. That's like this. I saw that this morning. If it's not, uh, if it didn't happen this morning, it's definitely something that that happened uh, earlier. But uh, there's been there's a very iconic image, almost, yeah, the the tank in the uh, Tiananmen Square sort of situation oh. of a of a young man of color that has a uh, the laser light like the target. Is, oh. is, is is like on his back. It's a it's a very arresting and uh, quite frankly vomit inducing image. And uh, you know you know there, there's there's been a lot of that. There's been uh, former guest former guest and friend of the show Jeff Moody was posting pictures of it and kind of kind of without context, which I thought was interesting because people were like like where is this happening? Is this like is this you know is this in our town? And it's like like the point is. This could be any town, right. you know what I mean? The, it's especially, you know, any town that has more than just white people that have guns, right? So, 
I would like to bring up, um, well, I grew up in Florida, which, you know, a lot of people like to talk smack on Florida, and I always insist that weird things happened everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just that I feel like the media flo- focuses on Florida, although there's some weirdness there. I grew up in the college town there that's not quite as right-wing. It's very progressive. Anyways, I have a friend that moved there at 20 years old from New York, and she actually... I love her dearly. I've known her for a really long time. She's like my sister. Um, she was like actually unaware that racism still exists. Mm. That's uh, that sounds like some blissful ignorance right there. Well, yeah, she was actually uh, dating an African American guy, and this is how this came up because he mm-hmm. was talking about going to parties, and sometimes he felt like. Well, sometimes he actually was unwanted at parties, so he would have to leave for fear of danger or whatever. And I was really amazed because, I I mean, I know that she had a really great life, and that's a lot of what I loved about her because of her good nature and just, like, the community she grew up in. But it also created this naivety that I was kind of blown away when I found out about it because I was just like, yeah, there's a lot of really messed up stuff that's still going on and actually in I also lived in Sonoma County for five years and I saw more racism in Sonoma County than anywhere in the south interesting okay and that really surprised me because other places in the south get a, a bad rap and I was like wow there's like this quiet racism here that just is allowed to go on and nobody really thinks of you know, Northern California is being racist. I'm not saying that it is by well, any I mean, you don't think it in terms of. I saw a sure. lot of swastika. You don't, you don't think of like Northern California race riots or anything, but there is absolutely a, a contingent of you know very very scared and angry white people that hang out in Northern California, and because they're like, ah, government's gonna not be in my business. I can have my guns and hate whoever I want. Not right. that that's an actual quote, but it's a, the, <laughs> the summation of the quote. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, um, hatred exists everywhere, and there are tensions that are arising in this country due to a lot of things falling apart. And, you know, that does cause people to get scared and do things. Well, and that's not of, that's not an accident, though. That's something that's deliberately being stoked, too. And, and it's, yeah. it's, it's something that has, has continually happened, and we've allowed it to happen as a culture. So that's something that we're as culpable as anything else because we've been so busy with with our infotainment and, you know, hashtag in your face, as for instance. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a delightful thing to uh, have a happy hashtagging. But, um, you know, we're as culpable as anything else. You know, that's my take on it. What's yours? Huh? Huh? Ryan? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, it's like... Fear is fear of anything is what like the government. That's their whole modus operandi as far as like it's people to control and like fear of other cultures is another one of those things that adds fuel to the fire of all this stuff. You know, so you're right. It is one of those things that everybody's to blame for that because we get so wrapped up in our own lives and our Santa Rosa homes or whatever. Not to call that out again, but I'm saying any any sort of like white privileged. Yeah, you're, you're safe. You're safe. You have your gun. Yeah. You go to church. You have your community. You're not willing to try and, uh, you know, reach out 
or let any other communities in. You don't have to understand anyone that doesn't look like you if you don't want to. Gated homes. I mean, a gated community is a, it's like a visual representation of every of all that. You know, it's like so. yeah, like even if the gates weren't there, the gates would be there. Yeah, the gates are there. You know, they're not. The gates would be <laughs> there, there is, psychically and emotionally, if not physically. Yeah, there is no openness. You know, I don't know. I feel like I I, I want to say. See, sometimes it's hard to gauge stuff when you live in this like progressive bubble that is San Francisco but I well, like to believe that absolutely. my generation or the people that I you know I, that it's going to be a more open generation you know like that's that's my hope. When I'm sitting here you know on, on the Bart right over which was just misery as, as it is as it is normally you know <laughs> just like a cavalcade a- of self-indulgence and uh, yeah. lack of manners with much many sweaty and uh smelly people and i'm sitting here thinking like you know i'm gonna do a radio show and we're gonna talk about things like there's a spotted dick i think and <laughs> try to have fun and like play music but it's a little disingenuous to not mention that oh yeah by the way like these things that we see on the news happening in other countries and we go oh that's terrible oh i can't believe that that's happening we just, someone ought to do something about that it's happening in this country right right now so how are you gonna how are you gonna avoid that like it's great just to be like hey everybody pizza party <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, yeah. you can't be, hey, everybody, pizza party when... Well, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, the eyes of the nation are... In that same sense of the progressive bubble, I do feel like this area, the Bay Area specifically, does have a way of romanticizing things that can be really beautiful, but it also can be really dangerous because people become so sensitive that they're like unsure of how to talk about these things because they don't want to offend anybody and well, it's like cuz it's generally assumed around here anyway that for the m- most re- you know, for the most part people are going to share your values right they they're, they're going to be people that are like oh yeah that's f those people they suck you know that right. that's awful like like what what can we do but it's like we're in this sort of enclave of you know the the ivory tower <laughs> of of progressive thought and yeah, I, like the most annoying thing is like, hey, this hippie was getting in my way because like you know have this sign protesting GMO granola. It's like like I, that's not a real problem. It's a problem, but it's not a real problem. It's not. Yeah. Right. Hey, this kid down the street just got shot. Why? Because why? I don't know. Who knows? He just got he just got shot. So like because they're cops and they're they're people with guns and like. And they have the authority to shoot. And they can, they, they, yeah, it's, it, we give these people and this power. And nobody questions it. Right, because it's just like, oh, he must have been doing something wrong. Oh, really? He must have been doing something wrong, huh? That's, that, that's the takeaway from it? No, of course it isn't. We know that, for the most part, I would say, we know that here. But we're, we live in a very civilized area where, and that doesn't mean that kind of stuff doesn't happen here, but we have the interesting privilege and it is a privilege to live around other people that share our values and beliefs and that do believe in social justice and do believe, you know, that we'll talk about sometimes ad nauseum about white privilege and things along those lines. And which is a real thing. Frankly, I get take, I sick get sick of hearing about it, but like I say that also as like, you know, a white dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I internet radio show pretty openly and I feel like a lot of times I've been criticized just for commenting on, things that I see as reality like growing up in the south and talking about things that I've seen or experienced of different cultures and I'm just kind of like well no I don't, I'm not coming from a place of hatred I'm, I'm a person who has actually stopped people from being beaten right? because I saw something going wrong like during the Giants uh, World Series riot that happened I did stop um, a Latino man from being kicked in the head 
because he was Ugh. in some sort of violent situation that escalated and I don't the cops were like running down the street away from this and this wow. dude is getting kicked in the head like in front of like 30 people and nobody bothered to do anything nobody about it, bothered to do anything until I said whoa I just literally was like, whoa, hey, like, I'm standing here. I see that you're doing that. And then people walked over. And they were all just standing there watching it. Right. Until that happened. And I was kind of like, well, and actually this guy who was kicking him in the head turned around and punched me. And then, like, came to his senses because he realized he just hit a girl. But, I mean, in that moment, I was, like, getting really angry and trying to figure out what to do because I was about to just, like, go off on him and start, like scolding him like what, 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 what was this like a, dis- a disagreement or something or I think was it was some sort of gang thing because what happened was I was standing on Valencia and like maybe I don't know five or six guys run by and then five or six police officers run by chasing them and then the two guys that were left over that were of this group were still fighting and one, mm-hmm. they, one of them had his shirt off and he was bleeding like he had been stabbed right and that was the guy who was kicking this other guy who had just fallen and passed out on the ground. Like, he had been Oof, fighting, terrible. had been hit in the head, and had passed out on the ground, was unconscious, and this guy was kicking him in the head. And I was like, whoa, what are you doing? Like if And all these people were standing around on Valencia, you know, like they had been in, you know, Casanova or whatever, and just came out into the street because of all the craziness that was going on and rioting, whatever. And they were just hanging out and then watching this. And I was like, um, dude is getting hicked in, kicked in the head. Like, that's not okay. And it was yeah, just exactly. really weird because the guy, I don't know, like, he probably did something he shouldn't have done and was getting kicked in the head. But that doesn't mean he deserves to be beaten. On the street, publicly. Right. Like, yeah, where, where does that... Where's that justification? Right. Like, how is like, hey, you deserve to have your head kicked in now because you've, you right. know, angered someone in some way by existing or you know whatever. And you know that saying like, if you want to get help from strangers in public, you can't. You're not supposed to yell help. You need to yell fire. Like that's yeah. what's yeah. going to get their and, attention. And especially if you're being accosted, I've been told as a female, like if you're being, if you're there's a you know you're being dragged away to be raped then you're supposed to not re- yell rape because no one will help you you, wow. you yell <sighs> fire I, I mean i've been told that fire, many times yeah, fire is the key word here which is that, completely like, that mean people in their incredibly self-interested life yeah will, they'll they'll respond like, oh, well, that. that might affect me so i care about that did, oh, you, did you guys pugnant. hear about or see the video and thank goodness for like viral videos like this but that that man in new york african-american man i think he was they say he was selling untaxable cigarettes on the street like regular cigarettes and a and a cop which chokeholded him from the back and took him to his knees and he ended up dying the corner you know they just announced that he died from the chokehold and chokeholds have wow. been they you know that it's it's big right now too because chokeholds have been banned in the nypd for a certain amount of years so hmm. he wasn't allowed to do it luckily some guy got the whole thing on his phone which is also an interesting thing. Right, it's right. Like, and that's a different I'm, thing that we, we didn't have that. You right. Know, I'm, I'm thankful for stuff <laughs> yeah. like that to bring what we're even talking about with the Missouri thing to the forefront because at least it puts a social awareness. Like, Because when you can see a video, you know, it takes all the any sort of social blanket away. You, you watch it happen. Well, all that white cop just chokeholded him. I, I saw the video, you know. And so, you know, like. When uh, did that happen? Recently? Know, it was like a month ago, a couple weeks ago. But it's 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 good for the, this man's family and bad for the NYPD that the coroner decided 
that the chokehold is what killed him. It brought him down, and he he died from you know, I don't know the the he scientific him. term, but yeah, they mm. you know they killed him. They killed him right there on the street, and you know a lot of people saw, it and it was filmed, and good for that because now that can get. You know, it's just, it's a good thing. All this, I mean, coming to the forefront, that's that's the good thing about it. But the, Yeah, the technology we have the now bad is thing bringing is the brutality. accountability. The good thing is the awareness, you know, if it's going to happen, you know. Well, the bad, well, yeah, the bad thing is most definitely the brutality. The brutality. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like breaking things, why not? I'm awake. <laughs> Um, we still have three more minutes of this, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh. We did three minutes and 30 seconds of breaking glass. We have glass. to use it before. I, but <laughs> That's maybe the most obnoxious thing I've ever done. <laughs> I know, and I, I did my first intro, I'd like over to point it, out. Yes. Over it, And yeah. I think it went okay. It I'm, I'm just going to say that I'm proud of my ability to get over my fears and, you know, introduce Ryan. I believe, yeah, absolutely. So, wait, wait, wait. Here's something. I'm, I'm from the South. Nice. I'm a Southern Belle. <laughs> I like that one because there's cheering in the background as well. Nice. <laughs> wow, I'm blushing. Okay. Uh, this is something I always struggle with. How do you, Ryan, how do you pronounce your last name correctly? Oh, probably. Because no one ever does. Okay. Mm, the people just, like, they... Well, it's tough. I mean, it's not that tough, but it's three. You know, well, okay, my last name technically is De Laos. Mm. You know, like the H is silent. It means of the sickle, which is partly why I was obsessed with the Grim Reaper when I was growing up. Oh, Although, okay. uh, you know, of course, that last that lineage is more like people cutting down wheat in the fields. But when yeah, I was, I was kid, gonna say like actually using yeah, the sickle, sickle for the non-murder when purpose. When you're when you're, <laughs> when you're sixteen, you're like, well, no, that's what the Grim Reaper holds. So there's that. That's you know. Right. I'm a descendant of death. No, <laughs> <laughs> descendants of death. I think it's a, that's a Megadeth record, right? right? There you go. I know. Probably it should be. It's at least a song. Um, but yeah, that's how. That's my last name. De Laos. The H is silent. But yeah, people say Delahaz. They say lots of things. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a very good question, though, and I liked it because it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the end. Megadeth. The end is. The, the, we'll the end, end, we'll end with the music. We'll end with music. You know, the right. end is always Megadeth. <laughs> right. <It is. laughs> the end is always the Megadeth. The end is the beginning. Is the end. Well, okay. So you're an artist, uh, or sure. or as sure. some, as some people might know you as a maker of things. Sure. Yeah. There you go. I'm more comfortable saying that I make things. You make things. You were in juxtapose recently. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, that, that's that's, a, and for those that lack the context, that's a relatively big deal. I mean, that that's something yeah. That, that, I mean, yeah, it was like an eight page, or it was yeah, it was like six page, eight page. I can't remember, but it was a thing. It was a there's an interview. It was a lot of that was a lot of fun. I used to read. Yeah, juxtapose has been a big part of my life. So yeah, that was a big thing. I called my mom and told her about it. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, that's awesome. awesome. That's no, that's 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 really great. That's I mean, that's that's, that's a really worth you. worthwhile. But how did you get to that to that point? Mm, like, what's because yeah. you, you you character yourself as a guy that's, that's making things, right? But yeah, you know, just I found that underneath the a whippet. <sighs> yeah, uh, uh, sorry. I, you know, I don't know by just making things and not stopping, and um, certainly the internet helped. I mean, like putting it out there, making things and putting it out there. Like, that's the short answer for how that happened. I've just been um, 
making art for a long time but doing shows since like 2005 and just making stuff and sharing it with people you worked at several different galleries too yeah yeah i mean i all my yeah i i'm all art all the time is kind of my motto like i want my jobs to be art related so yeah i've worked at a lot of art galleries i worked at oakland museum and then now i teach art to kids which is fantastic yeah it's it's like and that's of course well that's the greatest job i've ever had but anyway so yeah so yeah galleries and but there has to be okay so and and here's the and here's how, how i would put this I know a lot of artists that, okay. that are, are fantastic artists, and they work really hard. But the the one hard work does not always equal <laughs> does not always equal reward. Yeah, I mean, not always, unfortunately. So what? It I mean, should. did you notice like what? When did things start to change? Was it an overnight thing? Is it something where people just suddenly it, it clicked? It resonated with people? I mean, was it was it, it hashtag in your face? I mean, what for, was it for juxtapose specifically? Is more like I started exhibiting my work, meeting people, and then some of the people you meet, you kind of you have no idea what position they work for, or what they do. So. Long story short, it's one of those things where I met people, and those people happened to be the people with the authority to put me into juxtapose. And then way later on, years later, after we form a, f- a friendship, artistic friendship, and talked many times at exhibitions, they're finally like, hey, you know, I can get you in a juxtapose magazine, and I want to because I've seen your work for all these years. And, and, and I believe in it. Job. I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, so, and yeah. I'm like, wow, I had, you know, you had no idea that one day you'd be the person that would interview me and, and and submit for me and get me into the magazine so it's kind of one of those things of just being just talking to people just saying how i feel <laughs> you know like right now but um yeah and so oh. it's networking you know it's networking but not any right, sort right. of forced way it's just like going to art shows going to art shows talking to art talking about art talking to people and just being like really excited about the creative community and specifically that we have here in San Francisco because that's what I'm talking about. That's where, I, that's where all this happened is in San Francisco. And it just so happens that Juxtapose is published out of San Francisco. Sure. So there's yeah. a lot of those people around. It's Thrasher Magazine, Juxtapose. It's the same publishing. Right. You know, so anyway. And there's a very vital interest in, in, in many things artistic. Like, you know, maybe something that you wouldn't find in, in, in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. And maybe you would. I don't know. Yeah, but certainly you know. not with the level of, of support behind it and you know the level of mm-hmm. to a certain degree prestige as well I mean, definitely right, something yes. that if, you, if when you're in juxtapose people are like oh hey this this isn't just like hey i got you know, i've got my one man my one man show down at the dark room you should come right. out although one like, man the, shows are something i mean the big lebowski's landlord style you know <laughs> oh yeah <where laughs> she's swinging naked and then getting the paint onto the canvas oh, no, 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 no no his landlord, landlord not, not, not Julianne Moore making the art with like swinging yeah. into it. No, no, that's no. a bigger. That's like that's a bigger Lebowski. <laughs> it's where, that's where Jeff Bridges like is late with the rent again, but then the landlord yeah. says, "Well, you should come. Are you coming to my one man right. show?" Okay. Yeah, and he's yeah, like yeah, just yeah. prancing about in a, like a leotard or something like. It's, right. That's no, insane. I remember. Okay. It's a, right. There's yeah. more than one art reference in that movie. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> 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 there is indeed Storm more Brothers than one. Strike ar- again. Uh, uh, well, that's how I learned your name. Through that article in a roundabout way. Yeah, it doesn't tell you how to pronounce it, but it tells you the letters involved. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Even though I already knew you. But I also really enjoyed that Tunica article you were in, which I feel like is a way 
well, that different was like approach. <laughs> I know, but it, it actually describes what you're doing in a more in-depth way that I appreciate because I felt I just I don't know. Well, I, thank you. And that magazine's much harder to come by than juxtaposed just because it's like thirty dollars an issue and it's yeah, really literally. nice. <laughs> that's, yeah, a, that's a barrier of entry of like, huh? Yeah, they got an online version. But it's also <laughs> well, I look mean, at that. To its credit, when you hold it in your hand, you're like, ah, okay, it's you know five like times thicker book. and it's got like yeah. Yeah, pages and glossy pages and like it's all like you know really. It, it, well there's designed. definitely a, a weight to it and that the is both. You know, a, a psychic weight of this being an important thing, as well as an actual physical weight that you know it's not like some some zine that somebody just yeah. xeroxed off. And it was cool. Not that there's that, anything wrong with that. No, not at all. Zines are the. I mean, what would we do without independent publishers? But um, you know, it's interesting that those happen within months of one of those. Like juxtapose, you can get at coffee shops and the like, and then Tunica magazine. It's like museums and things, and like prestigious bookstores. So it was a nice like yin and yang of being published where I don't get published very often and then all of a sudden it happens twice and it's at the opposite ends of the spectrum. That was Yeah, kind of touching them all. This yeah, I had to call my mom twice for that one. <laughs> That's kind of a joke because I call my mom all the time. <laughs> yeah. Aww. We really, I really need to go, do get in. Aww. Aww. But. I can't do it because I can't do the ah oh, because I'm the one that said this. No, thing. that would be. I'll that, do it that later. Would, I'll would, find my way to say it. If oh. you did an ah <laughs> drop say. after saying that, then it would actually be. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Actually, save myself. And it would go on that long. For as six well. minutes. Yeah, six minute boo. The six minute boo. The opposite end is like for the Halloween soundtracks, it's the six minute boo, like a ghost, like scaring you. <laughs> See? Uh. Going back a couple years, you worked at a gallery in North Beach. Oh, yeah. yeah which yeah, yeah, you yeah. had a really special interaction with Robin Williams. Right. Well, I had multiple um, interactions with Robin Williams in that job. Who's um, someone that, that there doesn't seem to be any bad stories about Robin Williams. All I, all I hear about is just, oh, he would, we were giving blood and he <laughs> showed up got, and refused to go to the front of the line and bought everybody bagels, like things along, like, right. along those lines. Yeah, he was a special guy. I mean, yeah, so I worked at that gallery for six years. And to put it into context, it was in North Beach. The top uh, upstairs was an art gallery through and through. And downstairs was a toy shop, you know, like Is Japanese. No, it's not there anymore. Um, it's it's it was there for twelve years, fifteen years, twelve to fifteen years, and then now it's not there. And you anymore. worked there for six years. I worked there for six of them, but um, we sold like Japanese toys and vinyl toys and art books and juxtapose magazine and things like that. Anyways, Robin would come in all the time. And um, you guys familiar with that series of tweets that Norm Macdonald did recently in tribute yeah, to him? Yeah, where Norm he told us, basically told a story through a series of tweets of an interaction with him being a really awesome dude with nobody around, nobody and, around, no stake in it, no wasn't stick or anything. He just happened to, yeah, right. So when I read those tweets, it was it was especially you know rad to me because I have the like the same type of story. This is one of those things where I start telling people, hey, I talked with Robin Williams today because it would happen all the time and people people tell me uh, I also want to bring up your love of film and well sure. You know yeah. like the <laughs> no like it's it's even more pertinent well, so let's do this. Tell, tell, tell your Robin Williams story real yeah. quick. Uh, we we got to pause for uh, for a break anyway, and then we'll get get to that. We'll get to it all. We'll be in the second sure. hour. 
No yeah, worries. Make, but tell your Robin Williams story real quick. If you ma- can. Make a long story short, you know, Robin Williams would come in, and not once did I ever, you know, dork out. I'm like, you were Peter Pan or anything like that. <laughs> Yo, just, Peter Pan, yeah, what's yeah, up? Hey, bang a ring, you know. Anyways, this is Doubtfire. Yeah, in the house. A, I could make some serious references too to like Dead Poet Society, sure. but yeah, yeah, yeah oh, Captain, right. my Captain, whatever. But um, absolutely, I, I treated him. I, you know, hey, how's it going? And anyways, um, you know, people would tell me, oh, you hung out with Robin Williams. Is he crazy? Like, does he use voices? And it would offend me. Like, what are you talking about? He's a regular person. Yeah, like, that's not how he is. Yeah. But then one time, he was. And it was just, this is, that's the story. I'll tell <laughs> okay. it right now. Okay. Sounds good. Just him and I in a room. I'm behind the cash register. He's being, you know, normal. Hey, how's it? He called me boss. He, hey, boss. Here you go, boss. Totally normal guy, regular human being. And then he got up to the counter. And in Japan, uh, they, what they do is they'll do promos for sodas, and they'll put little toys on the bottle caps. So it's like you buy the soda, you uncap the cap, and you have a little thing. Mm-hmm. We had like five monkeys on bottle caps in the glass of the register. Robin Williams is paying for his stuff. He hands me his, um, his credit card. He looks down and sees these five monkeys on bottle caps and starts personifying every monkey with different voices, and they, they're <laughs> having conversations with each other. Sure. They're making jokes, and I'm sitting there, you know, and he is just in orbit in front of me. Just like being full being, on. Being full the Robin on, Williams what, what, that people probably would expect to. What they expect to see, but, sure. which I would imagine is rare to see, and so that's the story in a nutshell. And when I read the Norm MacDonald tweet, it was it was kind of very interesting because it's like, you know, wow, I mean, what a. I mean, it just sort of put more weight onto how special that guy was, you know? And so, yeah, that's 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 my story. He he he, Robin Williams out on me. <laughs> just the one time, you know, just the one time. Other right. than that, he was just a sweet regular guy. He wasn't using voices like he does in his stand-up comedy. But but he he had that in him. He I've seen it. He he had a he had a ball of energy that just needed to come out occasionally. It was really special. That's awesome. Yeah. Now that, that that's a great story, and it's. Yeah, it, it makes it all the more, and I think there's there's definitely been a certain backlash, like oh whatever, just a comedian, this and that. It's like, well, yeah, but I mean, it's important to note that like this guy touched a lot of people's lives, oh, yeah. and by all accounts was, you know, obviously very, he was a depressed individual, but he brought a lot of positive things in, into the world. Oh yeah, and it, it, it's something where. If there's any good about it at all, it's that it's got people talking about depression, which is which yeah. is a very real thing, mm-hmm. and something that unfortunately in America is kind of seen as like, oh, well, you're it's a choice that you're doing that you're choosing to wallow. It's like, no, it's not a choice. It's right. an it's an actual you know mental illness. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that a lot of people suffer from because it's not socially acceptable. Right. And well, our culture is so like push, 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 work, work, work. You know, it's like. Right. There's no time for you to be sad or, you know, it's like people aren't patient. And there's, it's such a complex thing. It is. And our culture has developed to the point where nuance is not encouraged, which is too bad. Because nuance is awesome. Yeah, I was going to say I love nuance. Nuance is great. <laughs> but we, we, we've, we've aggressively pushed as a culture away from that. We've, uh, we've aggressively pushed away... Into everything has to be, you know, dis- you have to dispense all your information as a hashtag, or 140 characters, or just reduce everything to a quip. You know, make sure it's funny so that somebody pays attention to it. Right. You know, it's like I saw the, um, uh, speaking of funny, and bringing, bringing it back home, uh, you know, the Dave Foley from The Kids in the Hall, who's normally a very funny individual, in harkening back to the Ferguson thing, uh, he, he wrote the thing, which I think is 
awesome and managed to put it in Twitter. Right. Uh, Americans have the right to assemble, even if it's dark, even if they're black, and even if they're angry. And I was like, that's perfect, because yeah. that sums up the problem with this. Like, that's an American right. Like, right. like that's what we allegedly did all of these things, you know, uh, asserted our independence as a country and built all the, these societal constructs up to allow that to happen. So if you're against that, you are against the concept of America. Right. Which is fine. I mean, if that's where you're at, cool. But, like, don't, be, don't say that, like... Well, we I believe that the tyranny of government, blah, blah, blah. Sure, if it's a bunch of white people and some militia. Sure. But, like, if you don't hold that true to everybody, then you're being a hypocrite. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, hypocrisy is, like, the number one poison in, as far as people up, trying to uphold the American way. And then they turn and it's like, why are they getting so angry? You know? And it's like, well, you you know, yeah, hypocrisy. It's just not. I mean, well, also, I, I think it's hard to keep the control in your court if you... <laughs> Conan? <laughs> I have to keep it light somehow. Come on. It's hard We're to keep, sobering it's topics hard to keep control and power if you are built on defiance, which our country is was built by defiant people. Absolutely. And, and they don't want to lose that. And that doesn't end when it's a bunch of white people in wigs that, you know, fought and died to achieve that. It doesn't end there. And it, that's my problem with the... God, we're going down a really deep hole. But uh, <laughs> you talking about hobby? Constitutional hobby? originalism. No, I was talking about constitutional originalism hobby. rather than you know, strict constructionists are. They take the constitution and they don't look at it like a living document. No, it is a living document because we're a living country that is, our culture has changed and evolved and will continue to change and evolve. And the constitution, the laws of this country, need to change to adapt to that. Why? Because there's, I mean. All right, here's the deal. If you tried to bring up, uh, you know, there was a great Onion article about, you know, founding fathers uh, brought brought to present time and unable to comment about social injustice because they were too busy looking at the smartphone, you know. And <laughs> like, not an understanding. You can communicate through long distances? Uh, what is this? There's a bird that is launched towards a, a, a pig. <laughs> I don't understand what I'm looking at. It's like the greatest portrait I've ever seen. Well, that's just another mechanism of... I mean, it's true. I'm I'm guilty of this, but it's like, how do you keep people from uprising when you're built on defiance? Well, you give them something to distract themselves. Yeah, uh-huh. keep people wanting. Right. So you can advertise to them. You never let people get complacent and, and feel scared. good about themselves, but you also keep them scared of each other. So they focus their energies towards other people of similar low class because it's when you're talking about class distinctions, there's high, which is upper echelon, and there's everybody else because the the middle class has basically disappeared. And when, when I'm talking about rich people, I'm not talking about like people that are, are, are well off. I'm not talking I'm talking about people that are like the cock, the Koch brothers, <laughs> you know, those guys, like right. that level of just like that level of billions where you sure. have all this money that, like, yeah, we'll throw a few million in this election. What, what's it to me? Nothing. Let's, you know, I, I poop Chardonnay. It's, right. it's like a whole, it, it, that level of wealth is so far beyond the comprehension. Here's a great thing that, that I can point to. The problem we have with class in this country is people don't think of themselves as working class. They think of themselves as temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Thank that's you. That's true. 
There you go. We're all speechless because of how good that was. Here's a Miniman song. This one is a ride with petition. I must look like a dork. Me naked with textbook poems about found against the Nazis. The weird kind of sex symbol. It's peaches that are big damn stuff. If we heard more than shells, we cuss more in our songs and cut down the guitar solos. Dig this big crux. Organizing the boys got their murderous wrong. Ten years beyond the big sweat boy. Man, it was still there ever without you. Coming back around. Look, coming together for just a second. A peek, a guess. At the hole is it's way too big. At the hole is it's way too big.
We are back. And we were talking about Howard Beale during the break and the Pressure Movie Beale. Network. I must make my witness. Sure thing, Mr. Beale. It was Fugazi, Expectator. Before that, we had Minutemen, political song for Michael Jackson to sing. Oil ministers at the OPEC nations meeting in Vienna still haven't decided... Yeah, Network, man. That was, that was a Pressure Movie. It's still relevant. It is still relevant. And it's one of those things where... Uh, like you're saying that like the whole point of it is, is that like he was actually you know speaking truth to power in, in that movie the, the Howard Beale character right and that was not only hijacked for ratings but it, it made it that like the only thing that people cared about was the spectacle that like the actual meaning behind why he was angry and like what he was pissed off about became yeah totally going over people's heads and that's kind of, it's an unfortunate preview for how we actually deal with in uh, you know modern times with the, the way the media actually is. Everybody right. knows things are bad. It's a depression. There we go. Let's listen to Everybody's this. out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. You're damn right. <laughs> I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations does this go out? And this is, you got to think about, this is like years ago. It was 1976. This is the year 2014. Do the math. He won an Academy Award for that performance, too. Yeah, and rightfully earned. Rightfully so, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and so it's like, that's that's where we're at now, that... And we're talking about, okay, and there's all these things that you can't control because there's this machine that's just going. Right. This this going, and part of the, the machine grinds up any kind of, and part of it has to do with the commodification of actual protest. And right. it just being like, oh, well, anything that's effective will just not be reported now. It's not sure. even that it's, you know, that, that it's like, oh, let's get numbers of people on the street. Great. And they'll just say it was exactly one-tenth of what it actually was. And they'll say that, you know, focus on the violence and nothing else. Right. And another disheartening thing, I mean, since I watched the 
two two nights ago. It's towards the end of the movie that guy has another speech, not Howard Beale, but somebody else, where essentially he's saying there is no government anymore. It's a it's all corporations. Yep. It's just corporations. And again, we're, we're talking about a movie almost thirty years ago, right? And then you know <laughs> during the break we're talking about Hobby Lobby and stuff. There's another corporation changing. You know the 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 the. the Supreme Court's decision on, on a law that was passed by like founding fathers. It's Absolutely, like corporations I mean, have the power. That's where the power is. Corporate personhood as a, as is an actual thing that is, oh, right. is law like, within this land. It's saying that okay, so you don't have the obligations, uh, societal obligations of being a person, but you have all the rights of it. Well, that's how does that fucking work? Right, that's hypocrisy again. Yeah. Absolutely. Boy, there's some serious tar being, being pitched. <laughs> I know. Outside, right. I know. I'm actually kind of dizzy. Fans running in here and it's. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Now you can get high. that popper out? <laughs> That's a creepy laugh. That's halfway through the broadcast. Oh, man. They're trying to asphyxiate us in here. Punch drunk. Punch drunk and talking about, talking about <laughs> class warfare here on uh, none other than the one, the only protonic reversal. So, uh, wait. What's your next project coming up? We have a show. <laughs> what an excellent professional segue that was. Wow, that was really professional. <laughs> Ryan, you have shows coming up and things that you're doing. What uh, are they? Yeah. Uh, I'm working on... Yeah, it's, it's a, a very good question, and I liked it because it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. <laughs> we haven't gotten to Here we to go the to the middle. Well, yeah, okay. I, I, have a, I have a solo show coming up in October in San Francisco at a new gallery called Smoking Nun Gallery. You know? <laughs> Smoking you like that Nun. black nice. flag reference right there. Right, right. That's good. Um, and so, yeah, that's like what I'm putting all my eggs in right now or just like uh, all my effort. But then yeah, I'm working on some some things for a guest curated show at um, Incline Gallery, which is on Valencia, you know, like uh, Valencia in 20. 20th, I want to say. It's right next to Dandelion Chocolate. Yeah, Dandelion Chocolates, okay. wherever nice. that is. That's where the gallery is. Look that up and find it. Come for the chocolate, stay for the art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so I'm working on, on um, two shows. And um, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing in the studio. And then I'm still just making like uh, t-shirts and things for the cool try thing, which is like, you know, what you have on the back of your Hashtag right in your face. Yeah, hashtag in your face. Hashtag welcome to your doom, right. followed by hashtag six minutes, six minutes of breaking glass. <laughs> Did you guys talk about th- this? Is from that a uh, video game? The <laughs> sentiment here is from a video game from 1988, Altered Beast. Did you ever play that? Uh, yeah, I remember Altered remember Beast, that? of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, uh, what happens is. Uh, Zeus commands you to rise from your grave yeah. and rescue his daughter, and so of course you do. And, get, and, and, and like all video games in that age, it gets right to the point. Oh yeah, and like, <laughs> well, for one thing, you don't question Zeus, so yes. where, you know, <laughs> so, I don't care what you're doing if he tells you to, you know. Yeah, rise it, from it's, your grave, it's like you shake it and you come the, out. And the president has been kidnapped. Are you a bad enough ninjas, dude to yes, rescue yes, the president? I don't know. Are right. you? Yeah, yeah of course, it's like of course you do. You're at least you're gonna try. There's no cutscenes. It's just uh, yeah. Get, get and right so into it. I want to say there's the classic eight levels, and at the end Hold of every yeah, Oh, there you go. Oh, I, the music is really good, and um, especially if you're into like it sets the tone. I mean, right. you're, it starts in a graveyard. You're literally punching the heads off of zombies within three seconds. Of the game starting, and then what happens Rise is, from your grave. There you go. Rise from your grave and rescue my daughter. 
at the end of every level. And then suddenly you're kicking the hell out of like a zombie. Oh, like immediately, suddenly. like within within like seconds after, like what? Okay, I'm, I guess I'm alive again. <laughs> you already oh, know how to let fight. Me, let me let me kick these dudes. And then at the end of every level, you confront the exact same bad guy, and he says to you, "Power up." <laughs> That's what happens when you get a floating orb. He doesn't say power up. <laughs> That'd be a really terrible. The bad thing guy, the himself. bad guy says, "Welcome to your doom." Every time you confront him, so that got stuck in my head, and that's how that that's where that came from. But the sound bites on Sega Genesis are so good because they're kind of shitty, you know. But they have a lot of character, I, you know. So yeah, and, and that's the thing that was very much like a. Uh, Welcome to your doom. I mean, how yeah. good is that? I mean, come <laughs> pretty, on, pretty it great. sounds so menacing. Can we get that Welcome one? To your doom. There you go. One more time. Kind of, you can't. You can't just play it once, you know. Anyways, that's it. That's where that comes from. To your doom. Yeah. So for anyone who was wondering why I put that on a shirt or whatever. So that, that's what that it's, it's from. Game. It's from the video game Alter Beast. Yeah, okay. and some people get the reference. You know, Brenna was walking with that jacket, and someone yelled at her, "Altered Beast!" You know, and you know, surely he got the reference. Right. He was very impressed. We were in Chipotle. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chipotle, huh? People yep. talking to me, strangers. Uh, we're into authentic, uh, authentic Mexican. Mexican cuisine. Yes. So I mean, it's only hey, the best ch- for it's, us. Chipotle is great. It's also got more fat than a cheeseburger. Yeah, it's true. But also, yeah. yeah. I get the sofritas. Less fat. There you go. It's hmm. vegan. <laughs> it is vegan, though. Also known as tofu. Right. Ah. DJ Real Time Drop. With her food suggestions for when you're in Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them how have we, sparkling ta- water for we free. We're talking about like social justice and uh, you know you know societal imperatives towards an original based constitutionalism and as a living document. Then we're talking about Chipotle now. I this know. is some show. We're, we're I don't done. know. We're <laughs> done with that. Chipotle's over. <laughs> Moving on. How about that uh, lime rice? Huh? Hey, how tasty is that? <laughs> free sparkling water. We'd like to welcome our new sponsor, Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Protonic it was relevant. Reversal. Now we're moving forward. We are moving forward. So you've got so you've got a lot of stuff coming up. People are hitting you up. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Making stuff. <laughs> we just did indigo dye yeah, things indigo last night. Indigo dye for the first time last night. That's really cool. Well, what? What? What are you? What are you doing? Indigo is, is a plant, and okay. it's, it's a blue plant. And in Japan, they've been using it for hundreds maybe even thousands of years in a traditional um dying it's not really a ceremony but it's definitely a technique called shibori mm-hmm. and there's only one shibori master left in the world which is why i don't say shibori because that's not what i'm doing because you have to actually be trained as a child like okay. growing up with this tradition to actually like do it, it's it. like a discipline then basically yeah okay so I guess, um, you know, hip people caught on to it at some point. I don't really know. It's really fun and easy to do. But the magazine Kinfolk did a whole spread of it like a year and a half ago, and I saw this article and I started dyeing things. So it's a plant, so it kind of reacts differently than other dyes, where like the entire development of the color is based on oxidization. So when it, you mm. take it out of the dye water vat thing you let it kind of mature in the air and the air creates all these different cool textures of color and and different of blue of the color indigo 
with the plant and and so like you let it kind of develop like a photo over time and then you wash it and it changes oh you know what i am familiar with this yeah i yeah sorry because it's natural and it's there's subtlety i i do it for fun a lot because it's really easy and it's quick but ryan had never done it before so i showed him kind of how to do it and he dyed some pieces i was dipping printed skulls into the blue Mm. Which is better than dipping real skulls in, for right, sure. Right, right. At least that's more legal. That's something the predator would do. <laughs> right. Easy. With his little skull he's collection. Yeah, he is. Oh, that, that predator. What that a scam. He's always dipping skulls. <laughs> in indigo dye. What a, what a hipster, right. that, that predator. He's <laughs> always gallivanting around, dipping skulls. <laughs> that guy. It's a cut up. Oh, my gosh. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> Indeed. Um. If it bleeds, you can kill it. This is a good as gold reverb bomb.
That was Good as Gold by Federation X. Before that, we had Good as Gold by Reverb Bomb. I nice. see a connection there. I'm yeah. not sure what it is, but why did you pick <laughs> those two songs one right after another, Conan? Yeah, well, you know, that's that's kind of how we roll here. Uh, that's, a, that's a thing that we like to do. Is it synchronicity? It is. It's a... Protonic reversal. Exclusive. We got some reverb bomb from Toronto. And the Federation X is a great band uh, from Bellingham. That's actually an older record that came out about 10 years ago. Uh, somewhere along those lines. Uh, off Expatriate is the name of that record. Like with a, the letter X and then Patriot. And they're, uh, they're, they're another band in a series of sort of... Yeah, they rock, but there's a certain undercurrent of awareness of things that are going on around you and, and not just pizza it, party, guys. Pizza party. It, it's the punk rock way. It is. Uh, for, for me, it's a very important part of, you know, you know I've always said that you know, if, you look at my, if you look at my Facebook status uh, a profile or whatever, it says, you know, political beliefs, Fugazi, uh, religious views, Devo. There you go. Well, there, yeah, that's a good... I I can I can concur with that. I'm not updating my Facebook stuff. No, no, you don't have to. That that that's okay. But you've mentioned Pizza Party twice now. I'm wondering how you feel about that Pizza Underground band. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to talk about the new Ninja Turtles. Uh, movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> both both. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, we don't have that much time. Yeah, no, that's. Um, How about we just avoid the topic and okay. I'll go back. Was it? Was it? There's that. Uh, there's that. Uh, that game. Oh man! Remember yeah. that? That oh. video is good. Remember. It's that backbeat. It was. It was a game. Yeah. Was it like fake onions? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, the board game is a pizza oh, slice. Okay, so you have to you win when you when you eat it all or you make it all. Or did you play this game, Conan? I've never that played that game. had some Seinfeld slot bass in it right there. It did. I, 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 was, <laughs> I was aware of the commercial. I did not play the game. Right, I okay. think I was outside the, the game's age group, which was much younger <laughs> sure. at the time. But. <laughs> wow. Se- Seinfeld slap bass. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a thing? Bump, I didn't bump, know that was bump, a thing. Well, now it is, now that I've put it out there. Oh, you put it on the air. Okay, I just wanted to bring up what we were talking about. Do you guys remember that game Crossfire? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Crossfire, yeah, the, the, the you com- get caught up in it. The one of the uh, most dramatic, uh, exciting commercials. Sometime in the future. Jaco Pastorius is like ripping it up. And the mood of that commercial, if you don't remember. That's that's that commercial is like two kids in a dark alley, <laughs> cop sirens, you know, flashing against the walls, and they're standing across from one another, and it is like life or death, and they have both have their own sides like cheering for. Well, them. the one swoops down on a hoverboard thing. or something too. 
immediately. It's like, it's like they it's did a, a really good job at making those. Remember, like action figure commercials. You know, they're always in like a swamp set. You know, it's sometime in the future, and they flies in like a hoverboard. The other one flies in. They got like leather jackets on, and they're like, it appears so right. I mean, and then you get it, and you're like, oh yeah, it's my kitchen table. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you're <laughs> my mom's doilies are. Yeah, here. you're shoot, you're shooting marbles at each other, and this really is not a right. post-apocalyptic battleground. Like, at all. where's the fire? Where's the cop sirens? You know, I want some action. They're in Missouri. Crossfire. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, they did that well. You know, the action figure commercials, it's like someone falls off a roof and falls into water with these tiny, you know, like the He-Man guys. And then you get them and you're like, well, shoot, I have my desk. Yeah. This is, and I have the guys. There's Not no that act- they weren't cool, but the commercial, you know, or like the RVs, they're riding through trees and things. And like, oh. <laughs> so they put it high production if values. If your dad those, was a model games. maker... Yeah. Then you then you could do it, but then that's it's it, on. You know? But it, otherwise, it's just your imagination, which exactly. is great about kids because they have beautiful imagination. Sure, but those commercials certainly uh, churched up the toys, if you will, which was yeah. you know why I bought them. Absolutely, mm-hmm. or why it, our parents bought them for us. And why you asked for the oh oh gosh <laughs> that was a tiny <laughs> that was a, that was gosh. a little one. Ooh, that was like, that was like a grading grade. God. <laughs> Was like that one is terrible. That fireworks was, going. No, that was like it was on the ground and someone was walking on it. Oh, like, like Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. No yeah. shoes. Yeah. No shirt. Full service. Wow. Anyway. There's a lot of wine glasses getting destroyed. Yeah, in yeah. This. Just really quaint wine glass, wine glass breaking. Uh, so w- w- on the break or during, during the song... There's credits for this. During those so, so, there sorry, are credits. There's credits. Well, that, yeah. wow. You don't know why? Because there's production value. There's production value, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. The part of gla- just, dropping just, wine glass number 12 was played by <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Duffy. No I just, I just want to forget that the glass breaking ever happened. I'm trying to move on. I okay. have PTSD now. Anyways, on the break or during those songs you played, um, which was a break for us, we were talking about that group Anonymous and what they did when they found out about Scientology, which you, Ryan, you know more about oh, well, than I do. Y- yeah. Um, what did they do? Well, we were just we we're just talking about how disruptive they can be because they are. Oh, I'm sorry. Many. Did you say disruptive? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when they found out they hated Scientology or realized or, you know, whatever, they found out they didn't like it. <laughs> and so they started um, doing, they started black faxing. And if you don't know what that is, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a black fax transmission disruption. And um, it's like when if, you know, if, if I didn't like Conan here and, I, and it was the 80s. <laughs> and, uh, and you, know, you the, challenge me to a game well, of Crossfire? Right, it's not like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no. Um, and you know, the point is Conan wouldn't have a fax machine unless his number was public. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. So I know Conan's number. And I take a black piece of paper. While he's gone, I make sure he's gone. And I fax him black paper over and over. So by the time he gets home, I've used all his black toner. Right. And ah. essentially cost you, I don't know, what, $16? I'd probably not. I mean, with inflation, it was probably around, you know, just little jabs at your... It was more back then, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still, every time I run it, let's be clear, every time I run out of toner, I'm like, God it, damn it! Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> talk about a prank. Right? And so. So, so features anonymous, anonymous looked up all the numbers of every Scientology, you know, everything, and started simultaneously black faxing them and just running out of their ink and prank phone calling them, and you know, that that's, that's the origin. Well, not the origin, but that's one of the most widely used black fax. 
pranks of all time to this day. And certainly it's becoming more and more rare because the machines themselves are becoming more and more rare. And then well, you, in some you, aspects, but I mean, there's definitely a lot of them still out there. Yeah, that are yeah. Uh, especially in your government and uh, uh, healthcare for sure. Right, right. And you you re reappropriated that funny thing for Cool Tray. I did. I made a T-shirt, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, keep talking. Yeah, I'm, all right. Well, I made a T-shirt. Conan, have you ever heard of that band uh, Black Flag? I have heard of the band yeah, Black they're like Flag, a, yes. you know, They're pretty rough. And, they're, they're a pretty obscure band, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I well, think I've heard of them. Well, yeah, not a lot of people have. And uh, No, anyways, I made a... Yeah, everybody's made a Black Flag rip-off t-shirt or flip that graphic. Yeah, usually just with the logo and then like yeah, it says something different. Like, hey, Justin Bieber. Yeah, it'll have like three, three, four black cats and they'll say black cats or whatever you know Raymond <laughs> Pettibon designed that logo if you didn't know and it's a great logo but you know I couldn't help it when I read about black faxing I'm like well okay I can reappropriate that into like what it is what and it is so the other the joke bl- right. is that the shirts are digitally printed so in a sense I'm using <laughs> the printer's toner you know because they're right. like wow we have to because the point is it covers the whole shirt kind of with all this black ink and you know that was like my in joke about it. And then not to mention, if you're in, if you think that prank is funny, then you might think the shirt is funny. And uh, yeah, that's the story. So the I, no, I'm up, I'm updating the website with the uh, the black facts image. So Sweet. Those that are, are paying attention. Yeah, I mean, that it's are looking just at it, we'll be able to see it. It's uh, going to be up on the screen in three or four seconds here. And there we go. So we got some black facts there. So if you're following along. You can you can see what it is talking about. It's just a black rectangle, like like a full eight and a half. As, as by big as I could page. print it, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, you know that that's clever. That's yeah, clever. That's I get funny, it. That's not what you did there. Funny, uh, yeah. And people like that. That's a that's that's a, that's a thing. It references something that people already know, mm-hmm. but it kind of has a different take on it. Yeah. And I'm a big Raymond Pettibon fan, so it, you know I was like in no way trying to infringe on his genius, but I just had to do it. Right. Because he might start throwing things around or something, you know. It's like he might get all pissed off and start <laughs> grinding a wine glass into the floor. Yeah, his artwork is very, yeah. Well, it's pr- yeah, his artwork is like the visualization of these sounds, you know, especially that last, that very last one there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, he's also a nutcase. Too. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean he's he's, he's, a, be, he's I mean, a mental dude. Right. Where would we be about? Where would we be without his insanely rad black and white? drawings and a lot of them have to do with the same type of stuff we've been talking about what else very what else uh that's widely recognizable has he done well i mean you know the smoking nun that i sort of referenced earlier when i was talking about the art gallery you know i mean a lot all the black flag artwork so i mean the most every album yeah the, you know uh, he did the smoking nun he did the uh, all the the crazy black and white the, all right so the sonic youth Goo, the the, yeah, the, the very iconic image with the mm-hmm. the guy and the girl with the sunglasses. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, My him. War, you know the uh, Black Flags album. My mm-hmm. War with the hand with the knife, and then that like puppet. I want to say I can't remember. It's a blue cover. Anyways, I, I think you drew I have all that, that album. stuff. I want to say that his brother was oh, in no, the band. I have, I have yeah, it. his brother's Greg Gent. Yeah, there you go. So even though they have that last different last name, they're like. Professional oh, that, well, names. That, that makes yeah, sense. That's a connection. Pettibone is actually a... Right. Again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's got to be a nutcase. I wonder, I mean, Greg Ginn's probably a little nutcase. Greg Ginn is absolutely... Yeah, he, he, he's in his own 
Is Greg even playing with that current lineup right now? I'm not even sure. <sighs> okay, so there's two That's different kinda, versions of Black Flag. It's really right bad. Right so now. They, yeah, it's it, it's atrocious. So there's. There's the black flag that's uh, you know Chuck Dukowski, or it's just flag. Okay. So, oh, okay. So that's, that's Keith Morris, Chuck Dukowski, Bill Stevenson, and uh, the the fellow from the the Descendants is playing guitar. Okay. Um, actually, I can't remember. I can't remember. I think Des actually might be playing with him too. So basically, it's everyone but Greg Ginn, and then right. Greg Ginn, who's the notorious curmudgeon and. Uh, the source of many lawsuits throughout everyone that was on SST ever for sure. like, hey, he never paid us, right? Uh, and his contentious character, and a, and which is putting it charitably. And if you read our band could be your life, inherent slave driver as well. Wow. He started. He restarted Black Flag, and originally it was with uh, Ron Reyes, who's uh, the Chavo, the singer that basically had the shortest tenure. Okay. Within Black Flag, and there's only like the one EP that he was on. So it's it's he's a lot of people's favorite singers because he didn't have you know there's almost no recorded material so he's like, oh my favorite's the most obscure you know? <laughs> right if you want to yeah it's fine but they made this atrocious new record under the Black Flag name even the cover's bad uh, it I looks saw like the a, album art and I'm like wow it know. looks like a sour candy gum wrapper yeah, you can't or something. judge it's, a book by its cover or an album but in this case I did that. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you know everything you need to know about the music it inside. It's just like, oh. Yeah. With the uh, the new Black Flag album, which is called uh, What The. I know. Like, what Even, the, it's it, like, what the. Yeah, it's pretty, man, oh man, it's pretty terrible. Yeah. Like, that's. Um, wow. No, thank you. It's It looks like a, a eight-year-old made it. Yeah. Quickly. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> eight-year-olds can make some amazing artwork. They can. You'd know that the personally. Record. But, uh, yeah, quickly. Is the ceiling <laughs> point there? With, so with no imaginative skills. There you go. So the the, the quote unquote I'm going to use air quotes here for the black flag featuring Gray Ginn actually kicked Ron Ray's out or there, there was a disagreement, whatever. And the, the point of fact is that his lackey minion friend uh, Mike Fowler is like a professional skateboarder. Yeah, he, plays he beats in, people up. He's famous for beating people up too. Oh, okay. Well, really that. that's not cool. I don't really know that much much <laughs> about the guy, but I will say that the bass player who was in Screeching Weasel quit as well, okay. and then there was a drummer that basically looked like a cut rate Harry Dean Stanton with no shoes on. <laughs> oh no God. shoes on. That's a point. Yeah, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> that's I'll, I'll show you the picture. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you. Like, I believe here. you. That's I'm an important just distinction. The, the image in my head is like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a scene. It's a whole like if if I saw. Now if I, I saw the promo picture, uh, and I'd be like, wow, that local band looks terrible. Like, it doesn't look like it would be anything of note, let alone yeah. one of the most iconic punk rock bands They of played at Brick and Mortar recently, and I was like, wow, I'm confused. I'm just very confused. Not yeah. only by the venue choice, because they could be playing at the Warfield or somewhere Whoa. that would get more attention necessarily. Oh, also, I got the Brick and Mortar's a nice venue. I got, I got nothing against Brick and Mortar. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it's, you know, usually they have... The more up and coming type acts going through there, not the which is good for them if they got a lot of people coming to that show. But yeah, I mean I it's was, sold out despite all all taste and uh, you know interest. Well, in that's great acts. for them. You know they need that attention and everything. The location is a little challenging to. It's near Bart Station, but it's like I, uh, I call Black that Flag or Black Flag in air quotes had no problem filling that place. I mean it's because right. there's a lot of people that. There's a lot of people that really like things that they already know. And that, that's one of the reasons why. There's always going to be... That's why there's money in nostalgia now. Because everything exists in constant and consistent present tense. Nothing right. exists in the past anymore. Right. So because of that, 
There's always going to be money in reunions. There's always going to be money in... in uh, yeah, it's just like, a, I saw... Cover bands. So-and-so at this place American in San football. Francisco. And sure, oh, yeah. you, can, you can say that, like, okay, that's always... Oh, that's always been the case. Yes, but it's it's more pronounced now. Because you have... Everything is constant. Like, nothing ever goes away now. Everything will come back and right. be like, oh, well, they just reissued this, so now everyone's talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. And in some cases, that can be a good thing. You'd be like, hey, I never got to see Arch of Loaf the first time around. Cool. I just got to see Arch of Loaf. I love that band. Right. And it also can just be like, wow, Pixies, will you just go away, It can please? be a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> just I, it fucking was go away. See, yeah. yeah. I, I never got to see We refused. get it. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, Refuse is a perfect example. Yeah, and they played at Warfield. That was a little weird seeing them like doing like the stadium rocker thing, you know, because all of a sudden their gusto was so big that they're coming out like they're like you know like stadium rockers. But yeah. it was you know <laughs> right. I can't complain too much because it's Refuse and it was great to see them live. for sure. And that's I mean, and that's ultimately what it comes down to is that if you're bringing the weak stuff, then. You know, the hell with you. Right. But if if you're doing it and you're doing it for you know the right reasons and it's going to be good and like a worthwhile thing for people, then that's that's still going to be good art. It just it changes the conversation about well, we have this oversaturated world where you have too many entertainment options, yeah. right? If there's such a thing, uh, and I think that also watch as I tie this all back in. I think that that can also placate people to not pay attention to the huge events that are happening in the news because they have so much infotainment that's around. They have so many. Great things like, hey, it's Shark Week, though. Yeah, it, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Which, shall we even <laughs> saw, get into that? I mean, saw, fake documentary. You know about, like, they're airing fake documentaries? Yeah. I, I, it was, I'm not going to say I was watching it. It was on in our home yeah. while I was doing something else, and I was, like, kind of grumbling under my breath about it. Right. Because it wasn't actively being watched, which, first of all, that's a pet peeve for me anyway. Sure. But, yeah, the fact that they have, like, this, it's not even, it's like a flat-out falsified Oh, yeah. quote-unquote documentary. Yep. And it says, like, this is a work of fiction at the beginning of it or at the end oh, of it. Oh, yeah, whatever, and, and this is a, this is a, what is it, Discovery Channel or Animal Planet? Yeah, Discovery they, Channel, I think. They pride themselves on being, I think it says on their website, the number one, you know, fiction, non-fiction, like, source or something really funny like that. Yeah. And then, you know, did you did you see those ads recently that PBS made? Or, I'm sorry, um, yeah, it was PBS, where it has fake... Fake ads for um, reality TV that look really absurd. And then on the second panel, it says, like, the fact that you thought this was a real TV show says a lot about the current state of television. They're genius. The oh, ad campaign man. is genius. Yeah, that's... It'll be like, it has, like, a like this big guy with a pickle in his mouth, and he's surrounded by pickle, you know, canisters, like, larger-than-life pickle canisters. Right. And it says, like, Pickle King, you know, reality <laughs> TV show. You know, you're like, oh, some guy right, that is right. big off of pickles, and it's about him and his family, a la Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Ugh. Then right next to it, you know, says that great this, quote about uh, this. Is this truly the only earth that I can live on? Thank God for PBS. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're keeping it real or whatever. Hey, Ryan, thanks for being on the show, man. Oh, yeah. This, 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 has, been, this has been a blast. Cheers. You know, I think we touch on some interesting stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if people want to find out more about your stuff, maybe like purchase a Black Facts. Oh, yeah. Or something along those lines, where would they go? Well, you, well, my regular website is ryandelahaz.com, but if you just want the gear, it's cooltry.net. Cooltry.net. Thanks for being on the show, man. This, this has been great. I think we covered a lot, covered a lot of ground. <laughs> I'm awake now. You've been listening to Radio Valencia. This is none other than Protonic Reversal. Mr. and Mrs. RadioNeutron.com. You can get it at iTunes and the podcast. 
one with eight to ten every Thursday. Thanks for listening. We never did make it through. You just cock blocked me, man. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Lots of there you go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Photonic reversal. Until until next time. Oh, in the six minutes. This microphone turns sound into electricity. Can you hear me now? Out on Route 128. I got my radio on. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the... It's the end of radio! The last announcer plays the last record! The last what? Leaves the transmitter! of a listener. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
really broadcasting if there's no one there to receive. It's the end of radio. As we come to the close of our broadcast day. This is a real 